Welcome to InfoSecurity Magazine's monthly podcast, bringing you news highlights, topical debate, and expert interviews from the information and cybersecurity world. Hello and welcome to this June episode of the InfoSecurity Magazine podcast. Uh, my name is Beth Mondrell and this month's podcast is going to be exploring all things InfoSecurity Europe, what to expect and what we as the magazine team will be covering at the event. We'll also be hearing from Brian Honan, who is the CEO at BH Consulting, who's an InfoSecurity Europe veteran previous Hall of Famer and this year will be moderating one of the sessions on the keynote stage. He'll be giving us some insights on how to make the most out of your visit to InfoSecurity Europe and how to best plan for the three-day event. But first I'm joined by our Deputy Editor James Coker who's been to InfoSecurity Europe uh, more times than I have, as this will be my first time attending as part of the InfoSecurity magazine team. So maybe let's start with some reflections on 2022 and what you gleaned from that event before we head into what to expect from 2023. Yeah, it was it was a really enjoyable event last year. It was the first time I'd, I'd actually attended InfoSecurity Europe in, in person. It was the first time for the show at the Excel, so obviously that was a, that was a new thing for for the team. But yeah, it was a it was a fantastic show. Uh, I think the weather was brilliant from memory, and I'm hoping it'll be the same again this year. But yeah, I think for me it was it was such a great opportunity to catch up with people generally in and around the show. Also outside the show, there was a few few different events going on, which was which was really cool. Um, we did a lot of interviews on the Info Security Magazine stand. Another big highlight for me was. Was getting to moderate a session uh, on about ransomware on the keynote stage. Yeah, it was a it was a really it was a really busy week. Um, also on the Monday, got to kind of see the show being set up um, the, the day before it all began, which was which was an interesting experience too. So uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So um, as you said, it's at the XL. So the event has grown over the years um, and moved from Olympia to the XL to allow for more space for exhibitors, conference space, more visitors. So um, this year, again, it will be bigger than ever, which is something Brian talks about later on how to plan your show attendance. So for anyone listening, Brian will certainly pick out how to prepare, plan and get the most out of the event because it is big, um, but there's so much going on that there is something for everyone. Um, But before we go into the details about what's going on at the 2023 event, I think um, it's good to have a think about what some of the biggest cybersecurity talking points are going to be at this year's event. And I think as with other events and conferences that we've been to this year, AI is going to be a big discussion point on the show floor and in the various stages um, and conference sessions. Um, I know, James, you had kind of picked up on that as we were planning for this um, Mm -hmm. episode of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. And I think the obvious 
word here is chat GBT really, but um, it obviously goes a lot further than chat GBT and it's a generative AI in, in general and um, sort of a bit a lot of discussion, as you say, around its impact in cyber security, both on for cyber attackers and defenders. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what what else comes out at Info Security Europe, possibly some company announcements um, regarding utilising ChatGPT and other AI technologies as well. So, yeah. Yeah, ChatGPT has been around for over six months now. Um, and for anyone listening that wants a little bit more information on the threats and um, security concerns surrounding that, they can listen to last month's podcast where we took a bit of a deep dive into um, generative AI and the security concerns around it. But I think the next step is A, how to defend against it and B, what vendors are going to be doing in terms of implementing AI into their own security solutions. Um, Because this has been something that's been going on for quite a while anyway, but I think now that people are gaining more confidence with AI, um, I think it's something we'll probably see the vendors shout about a little bit more. Um, So it'll be interesting to see, as you said, what announcements come out of the event um, in relation to that. I think another trend we're going to see, we always talk about the threats and in these conferences and events, and that's not going to be any different for InfoSecurity Europe. But I think we'll really start talking about the evolution of ransomware and especially with the backdrop of the Russia-Ukraine conflict, we've definitely seen an evolution in tactics, ransomware, gangs, what they've been doing. Um, What are your thoughts on that kind of thing, James? Yeah, absolutely. I I think we've seen a lot of kind of some successes, I guess, in the last uh, 12 months or so in terms of ransomware. I think there's been some data suggesting that organisations are less willing to pay extortion demands. And perhaps that's partly to do with um, pressure from from governments and and some regulations in this area. And also perhaps cyber the growth of cyber insurance. Um, We've also seen some really good law enforcement successes against ransomware gangs, um, really disrupting their their infrastructure and even some arrests and, and imprisonments going on. Um, but unfortunately, as, as we always see in all areas of cybersecurity, the, the criminals are quick to evolve their, their tactics as well. So I think we're seeing them become a bit less structured, a bit harder to to track um, and we're obviously seeing cybercrime as a service evolving in this area so allowing people with low tech expertise to utilize ransomware tools and again that makes it harder to actually track the criminals that are pro- providing these tools and I know you did an article um, this week I think Beth around how ransomware gangs are, are kind of adopting very business-like and professional approaches in uh, to, to what they're doing. Funnily enough, actually, I posted that one on LinkedIn and I was surprised how many people commented on it, asked questions, kind of engaged with that, um, all surrounding how these ransomware gangs, they are operating like businesses, they are outsourcing um, different elements. Obviously, we know about the ransomware as a service element, but also the initial access brokers, the crypto jacking. And then it's also down to like the money laundering, the cryptocurrency side of things. All these things are being done by so many different actors. It's making it a little bit more difficult for defenders to identify them, identify the gangs that they're associated with. It's not quite as easy as it was in the past. And um, because it seemed to be such a talking point on um, social media, I think it will be something that continues into the conference. And then finally, I mean, 
what we're talking about now in terms of the biggest cybersecurity talking points at InfoSecurity Europe, it's by no means an exhaustive list, but we just had a little bit of a think about what um, people will be talking about. And you noted API security, which I think is something we have seen pop up quite a lot over the last um, six months. James, what made you kind of think that that's going to be a big talking point? For me, it's been a lot of feedback, I think, from industry professionals, really, that I've spoken to. That quite a few have mentioned they're seeing this as really a key battleground in, in the well, the fight against against cybercrime. Um, so obviously we're seeing new organizations utilize APIs um, increasingly a lot more, and it has a lot of benefits to organizations, but typically these aren't being designed properly there's a lot of vulnerabilities in inside these APIs and it's really an issue that's got to be addressed because uh because yeah we're seeing huge levels of attacks on this area so yeah I really expect this to be an area that's discussed a lot at InfoSecurity Europe as well. Excellent and as I said that's by no means the true extent of what's going to be discussed there's going to be so much more but those are some things that we definitely on the InfoSecurity magazine side have identified as um, continuing um, talking points. So now we're going to have a little chat about what you can expect to see at InfoSecurity Europe. And I think for our listeners, any follow-up on this, um, what we're discussing to register, to find out what's on the keynote stage, to find out what's on any of the other stages, um, to find out more about Geek Street that we'll mention, the startup zone, you just need to head to infosecurityeurope.com and um, register. The access to the event is free so um, there's no um, no barrier to entry for anyone um, wanting to sit in the talks um, meet up with their peers. I think first thing to highlight with regards to what's going on at InfoSecurity Europe 2023 is the keynote speakers on each day we have a fantastic lineup of speakers opening the show and on day one I will have the pleasure of introducing four-time Olympic gold medalist Michael Johnson. I think a lot of people would be questioning why is a athlete opening a cybersecurity show, but he's going to be talking about what it's like to perform at an elite level, how to be part of a team, how to work with the people that allow you to achieve your goals, which I think a lot of people in cybersecurity, they have a large team around them and they want to be inspired by someone like Michael Johnson um, to show that it is transferable what defenders are doing, what CISOs are doing. It's all a team effort and um, hopefully it will be a really inspirational opener. And then James, I know you're opening the event on day two. Yeah, that's right. And that will be sort of obviously opening the show for, for that day and, and also introducing uh, Matthew Saeed as the keynote speaker on day two. He's basically the former UK table tennis number one champion and probably more more recent years he's become known for uh, sort of being an author and, and a speaker and really um, achieving higher performance in, in all areas, so sport and, and business. He's kind of I think he's well, very well known for the the black box thinking theory, uh, which has taken taken a lot of hold. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic to have Matthew speaking on um, kind of putting his um, ideas into the field of of cybersecurity and re- hopefully really helping cybersecurity teams and, and leaders to sort of perhaps take some of those ideas and, and into their into their performance going forward. 
And then on um, day three, we'll be hearing from friendly hacker and um, well-known security researcher, Karen Elzari. So something um, on the final day that's a little bit more techie, but she's going to be talking about the intersection of cyber conflict and politics, which I don't think has ever been a more discussed topic. So a lot to um, hear from from Karen on that final day. And then across the keynote stage, there will be a number of sessions, panel discussions, interactive sessions and case studies. And I know, James, you picked out a couple of um, interests that you wanted to highlight during our discussion now. Yeah, yeah. And I think as, as you sort of said before this is by no means an exhaustive list there's there's so many great sessions on the keynote stage going forward couple I, I that really caught my eye there's a there's a panel on day one that's going to be moderated by Brian Honan who's obviously a very good friend of of the magazine uh, and that's going to be looking at modernizing the legal framework for really in the face of modern cyber threats and emerging technologies such as AI which we, we discussed before and I know Brian goes into a bit more detail on this in your in the interview you had with him I also picked out the panel on mental health in cybersecurity, which is going to be taking place on day three. Um, again, that's going to be sort of led and moderated by a good friend of the magazine, uh, Saab Sembi uh, from Virtually Informed. Um, so yeah, he, he recently co-authored a, a paper about uh, mental health in cybersecurity. So I think this is a really important area that needs more research, more looking into, um, because we're seeing so much, so many retention issues with cyber professionals. And a lot of that is caused by stress and burnout, that kind of thing. So yeah, we really need the spotlight on this issue and, and find find solutions, I think. Yeah, and uh, I've just checked my numbers. Uh, there are going to be 22 sessions across the keynote stage. Obviously, that doesn't include all the sessions that you'll find on the other stages, um, including the insight stage and the startup showcase, strategy talks, technology showcase, innovation showcase stages. I think there's over 200 sessions if you add it all up. But um, for now, we're just focusing on the keynote stage. So the couple of sessions that I wanted to highlight are on day one, there's an interactive session called Navigating Cyber Crisis, and two representatives from PwC UK will be running through the key considerations and decisions that a cybersecurity team will face in the first 72 hours of a incident response and they'll be discussing tips and takeaways for building an incident response capability which I think it's really great to have these practical this is how you can do cyber response um, information sessions on the keynote stage and I've also picked out a um, case study which will be led by um, a representative from the Nationwide Building Society about an approach being trialled to better manage their attack surface. So um, that's um, on the final day, at just before two o'clock, a case study on attack surface operations. I think it's so valuable for attendees to be able to see how some of the things that are discussed at these events are actually being put into practice and what is being learned on these journeys. So it's really great to have someone that's willing to share their experience with the audience. So that's the keynote stage. As I mentioned, there's so many other stages and conference sessions that you can join and really gives a 
breadth of content. So from the senior leadership teams that might want to sit on the keynote stages um, and learn about those sessions from the talking tactics stage and the technology showcase, which can cater to um, people looking into the more technical side of cybersecurity operations as well. Other things going on at the event, which I'm involved in, really excited to be hosting um, the Women in Cybersecurity event this year. So we'll have an amazing keynote speaker, Danny Brooke, who is a former undercover police officer, as well as a star on the Channel 4 series, hunted so she's going to be speaking about the role of women in cybersecurity as well as some of the um, experiences she's had in her quite colorful career and she now actually works in cybersecurity so really good to hear from someone that's um, got an interesting background as well as a foot in um, the cyber world and then just back to the keynote stage very quickly, I will be introducing Becky Pinkard as our Hall of Fame inductee. Personally, I think one of the best announcements so far from InfoSecurity Europe because she's such a revered cybersecurity practitioner. When I was doing my research calls around Hall of Fame and women in cyber especially, her name was one that came up again and again as someone inspirational that people look up to, someone who is a complete expert in her field and also someone who's a champion of others. So I'm really excited to be hosting her on day two of the event and um, she'll be giving a short presentation um, about her experience and what her focuses are going forward. So that's a couple of things I'm involved in. James, a couple more things you wanted to highlight. Yes, I think that there's a lot of really cool areas going on around the show. Um, we've got I think you'd mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you had got Geek Street, which I know was like a massive hit last year. So, yeah, that's coming back. And really, that's essentially a live hacking competition and workshop for cybersecurity professionals at all stages of their, their careers, really. So it's a good opportunity for them to, to kind of hone and, and learn new practical skills with, with their peers. And, yeah, I know that's a cause of a lot of excitement and a big, big hit. I'm also really keen to have a look at the Startup Showcase. Um, so this is a sort of good to, to see kind of the new kids on the block, so, so to speak, in, in the field of cybersecurity. Often startups, they've got um, some of the most innovative ideas are kind of trying to embrace new technologies in, in their tooling, trying to stand out from the crowd, I guess. Um, so I think it's really good to take a look at what those guys are, are coming up with. And you never know, some of these companies could become huge in in the industry in the coming years so i think that's something to really keep an eye on and and linked to that we also at the show is going to be once again um the final of the uk's most innovative cyber competition so that's going to be held at the show in conjunction with with the uk government department the department of science information and technology here 14 of the uk's most creative and original information security smes will be put in the spotlight and the winner will be announced um, at the show with a panel of expert judges so yeah there's a lot of fantastic um, different different elements going on there yeah and I definitely think there's something for everyone as I said earlier whether you're a senior leader or you're a senior leader thinking about sending members of your team there's definitely something for everyone to get their teeth stuck into so really quickly because I think we've there's so much to cover um we've 
got through pretty much everything, but I really wanted to highlight some of what InfoSecurity Magazine ourselves will be doing at this year's event. So, of course, as well as signing up on the InfoSecurity Europe website, make sure you bookmark infosecuritymagazine.com because we will be covering the event across the three days and before to give you guys the latest news and information from InfoSecurity Europe. Um, So as well as producing news content and articles, we'll be conducting exclusive video interviews at our own magazine stand. Um, So you'll see myself and James on video interviewing some of cybersecurity's leading uh, professionals. Um, We'll also be joined by our colleague um, news reporter Kevin Poirot, who'll be doing some of those video interviews as well. And then finally, James, you're hosting a live executive briefing on Thursday 22nd of June. Can you just let us know a little bit about that and how to register for that one? Yeah, sure. So um, this is what we call an executive uh, briefing. So it's going to be taking place on the morning of the 22nd of June, as you say, on day three of the event. Um, It's going to be starting at nice and early at 9.30 and we'll have basically a half hour registration and welcome breakfast. So if that wasn't enough to entice you in, we then sort of start the the session which is going to be composed of an opening presentation uh, and then a panel debate and Q&A and the topic's basically going to be about multi-cloud security Uh, so we're obviously seeing a lot of organizations adopt multi-cloud strategies and and that gives them a lot of lot of advantages um, in terms of their in terms of their businesses but it does also raise a lot of security issues for for organizations uh, adds to the complexity of of tracking threats that kind of thing Um, so we're going to really going to delve into that during this session uh, and sort of give advice and top top tips for, for how um, security teams can can sort of manage their security in this environment which is probably quite different to, to managing security um, in a in a probably the the traditional traditional uh, perimeter perimeter network security that that we were also used to before. Um, so included among the panel, we've got the the John France, who's CISO IC squared. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that session. I think it's going to be going to be a great one. Having breakfast supplied to you on your last day at the event as well. Um, not a bad way to start the final day of Info Security Europe, and you'll also get to have a nice intimate networking opportunity with other cybersecurity professionals as well as the panelists so make sure you head to the info security magazine website to register for that one but um, with that I think we've covered pretty much everything and I'm gonna head over to Brian's interview with me now where he talks about some of the things he thinks are going to be the most important talking points at InfoSecurity Europe and also how to get, having been to the event a number of times, we won't say how many times, we don't want to put an age on the man, but um, having been to the event many times, he really gives some great advice on how to make the most out of the three days. Because at the end of the day, it is three days out of the office, um, which is lovely, but also you need to make sure you're maximising the time you spend at the event. So let's hear from Brian now. So Brian, thank you so much for joining me. And as a bit of an InfoSecurity Europe veteran, you're 
well placed to discuss some of the key themes of this year's event and also how people can make the most out of an event like InfoSecurity Europe. Um, so first, in terms of the cybersecurity landscape, what do you think will be the biggest talking points at this year's event? Yeah, I think uh, well, firstly, but thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, it's it's great to talk about uh, Infosecurity Europe. It is my favorite show. I always make it a point to go to it. I think 14, 15 years now attending uh, the show. So it's I've seen it grow from being a small industry event to, to being the size it is now. And it's, it's, it's great to see it grow. So this year, no doubt, is going to be bigger and better than ever. I do think the key thing that will be talked about and it's the elephant in the room or it's not not so much an elephant anymore but it's the whole area about artificial intelligence and ai how that's going to impact cybersecurity. but i'm hoping we'll have lots of balanced talk on it because all we see at the moment is the hype and hyperbole about ai is going to destroy cybersecurity. ai is going to write malware ai is going to make attackers more more effective but look, let's talk about how AI can be used by the defenders to protect our organizations and stuff. So I'm looking forward to those discussions. Uh, and InfoSec Europe is always a great place to have those type of discussions. Uh, and also, I think it's great that we've seen on the, 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 the list of talks, especially in the keynote sector, that a lot of the talks are more focused on governance, ethics and uh, international cooperation and law as opposed to purely technical security issues. And it's shown how, as an industry, we're now maturing and we're becoming more uh, ingrained in not just business life, but so society and uh, and everything else as well. So uh, they're the two areas I think are going to be. be yeah, big. so interesting, obviously, that you mentioned the um, legal frameworks, governance and stuff, because you're actually going to be moderating um, one of the panel sessions um, mm -hmm. on the keynote stage, um, which is um, titled Modernising Our Legal Framework for the Information Age, so specifically looking at data privacy laws. Um, I think that's a particular challenge in the UK as well. I know it's a European event, but you've got GDPR in Europe. And then the UK is trying to figure out its own path. So what do you kind of expect to be some of the key talking points from that session that you'll be um, moderating? Yeah, I think GDPR is going to be a big one because how the UK is planning to update its data protection laws is going to impact, obviously, not just organisations within the UK, but also organisations outside the UK who will be doing business with UK businesses. So that's going to be interesting. From a law enforcement point of view, I think the conversation is going to be very much focused on how can we help law enforcement do their job more effectively in the 21st century. Now, if you look at a lot of the laws that we have in place, not just in the UK or in Ireland, but Europe and internationally, a lot of the laws that we're using to fight cybercrime date back to the 20th, if not the 19th century. You know, like in some jurisdictions, people are being prosecuted for trespassing on systems as opposed to hacking into systems. So they're using trespassing laws to, to charge people, which obviously is, 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 is way too much data. And we need to, to see how we can modernize laws, how we can better enable law enforcement to do their job and tackle the criminals, but at the same time, uh, respecting the privacy and rights of all citizens as well at the same time so it's a balance to be have and it's 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 i think it's be a very interesting panel to try and 
talk through those issues. How do we, you know, fight cybercrime, uh, not just technically, but with, with the legal framework? Because I've often said you can buy all the antivirus software tools in the world, but that's not going to put the criminals in jail. It's it's the police who put them in jail, and that's we need to help them do that. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting discussion to be had. And obviously, we have seen some successes recently with um, ransomware gangs like Conti and Hive being kind mm -hmm. of brought down and law enforcement um, really highlighting those efforts. So I think definitely now is the time to be discussing that with cybersecurity practitioners, kind of bridging the yeah. gap. Um, so like you said, the keynote stage has those kind of elements. Um, but we also have things like the strategy talks and the um, discovery zone and stuff, which do um, dive into the technical um, side of things a little bit more. So what do you think are the most important things for people to be considering when they're looking at these more technical elements of the event? Well, I think, uh, you know, far be from me to tell people what technology they, they should be looking at or what talks to go to. But if you do look at the website, and I, I counted up uh, at the weekend, there's 200 talks in total. Uh, so there's quite a lot of very good talks, very good speakers. If you look at the speakers, there's a lot, a lot of highly renowned, highly respected speakers there. Uh, so what I would look at is if you're a CISO or a security professional is sit down and figure out, well, what are the challenges you're trying to address in your organization? And then look at the agenda and see, well, okay, we have a challenge with, uh, identity and access management. Well, look at all the talks that are related to that, either from vendors or the strategy talks, and try and get a balance and plan your day around that. So don't, don't arrive up to InfoSecurity at nine o'clock in the morning and go, oh, what talks will I go to? The best value you're going to get from your day is sitting down and seeing, okay, here's the amount of time I'm going to spend. I'm going to spend a day, two days, three days, uh, these are, the, these are the areas I'm in as a, uh, a security professional, and these are what I want to look at. Personally, I'm looking forward to the keynote by Michael Johnson because uh, it's great to see somebody from a completely different field than cybersecurity. He's, he's obviously world famous athlete. And I think sometimes as CISOs or security professionals, we can often feel like the lone runner out in the field with no support and that's the you know success or failure depends on you as an individual but i'm looking forward and hopefully the talk michael johnson will talk about well is that yes as a an individual you're important but you have a whole team behind you there's you know i'm sure he'd be talking about the dietitians the coaches the medical team that have all enabled him to be there and likewise the CSOs, we need to look at well all the teams that we've available and to use those resources. So I think that that's going to be an interesting talk. So, you know, there's a whole, as I said, best thing to do is, is sit down and plan your talks and plan your days so that you can go to the right talks at the right time. And then also uh, with that in mind, you can also look at, okay, these are, are the solutions, our technologies, our areas I'm interested in. So what vendors are ex exhibiting and look at the map on the InfoSecurity website and see where their stands are and make it a point to go to those stands and, and talk to those particular vendors, because this is an opportunity where you can talk to the engineers, the product designers, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, not just the salespeople, you, you will get a chance to talk to the people behind the product to, to really get into the nuts and bolts of where it is and how they can help address your problems. Yeah, the, the vendors are there really to help you navigate your journey. Absolutely. So if you go to one of the strategy talks or one of the um, other talks that is led by a vendor, you can then go and follow up with them in more detail. Exactly. They are 
they're there to welcome you with open arms uh, yeah. and I'm sure free gifts will um oh yeah swag always goes down well yeah (laughs) yeah left right and center and um I will just pick on up on what you said about Michael Johnson as well I think a lot of the cybersecurity professionals I've spoken to especially at that senior suite level are looking for inspiration how do they inspire their teams how do they take um advice and knowledge from outside the industry and apply it to their own um jobs and organizations so I think that one will definitely be um, checking those boxes anything else in the show that you think people should like kind of make note of we have things like um, Geek Street which is really um, for the more technical side Mm -hmm. of um, organizations or I'm hosting the women in cybersecurity event which is an absolute um, pleasure to be doing this year Yeah, and I think that's that, that event in itself, uh, Bed is great. I'm, I'm delighted that InfoSec has brought that event underneath its wing and has been doing it for the past few years because we really need to get more talent into the industry and it's a great way to to, to promote that. So uh, uh, I think that's a, a fantastic initiative. And there are other, you know, and I think it just highlights, to me, one of the biggest benefits of InfoSec is being able to network with your peers. InfoSec provides you with a facility there to to talk to other professions for, and at different levels. So if you're at the technical level, you meet other techies and they're going to you can talk about the same challenges you have. If you're at the C-suite, you have an opportunity to mix with other people from other companies. And, you know, it's we, we're all in this fight against cybercrime uh, together and being able to sit down and have a beer or a coffee or whatever with uh, uh, your peers is, is a great one and that's I just look I look forward to InfoSec from that point of view is being able to go and uh, meet old friends and hopefully meet some new friends at it as well. Yeah I think there are a few happy hours on the agenda as well so as you're planning yeah. your um, visit make sure to mark those um, down because that's where sometimes you have the conversations that you didn't know you were going to have or learn the yeah. things that you weren't really expecting. Um, so just quickly then to kind of round off how do you advise people get the most out of an event like info info security europe because it can be daunting as you said there's over 200 sessions there's hundreds of exhibitors as well so for someone that hasn't been before especially or someone that maybe hasn't been since it's moved location to the excel um which shows its growth but how do you plan for an event like this to make sure you and your team are getting the most out of it because it is three days outside of your normal office operating Mm -hmm. hours so people really do need to be strategic with their timings no absolutely i think it comes down to the you you mentioned the word plan a few times in in the question there and i know it sounds dreary and boring that you know yeah we're three days out of the office we're at infosec europe uh uh, you know, it kind of uh, there might be a bit of a holiday type atmosphere in your mind going to it. But yeah, and that's important. Absolutely. Because it, it is a great way, as I said, I on to, to network with people. But do plan it. Uh, if you don't plan it, you're not going to get the value out of it. And you may feel let down at the end uh, because it is a big event. Like the, As you said, uh, Beth, there are 200 talks, uh, loads of I don't know how many 
exhibitors are going to be there, but hundreds, I'm sure. Uh, and if you're going to spend three days just warning up and down the exhibition hall, you're not going to get and you know take whatever swag you can get. You're not going to get a whole lot of value out of your three days. So do plan it out. Look at the, the agenda. Select the talks, be they at the technical level or the C-suite level, or the keynote stage or whatever that suits your agenda. Identify, as I said earlier on, the vendors you want to talk to uh, or the, the the type of technologies you want to talk to, because one of the great things about Infosecurity Europe as well, it's it's a great place to meet new vendors, you know, that 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 might be exhibiting for the first time in Europe or there might be startups that have new exciting technologies. And, I, and I've seen quite a lot of interesting companies in the past on that as well. And, and they've been quite, quite good to talk to. And also maybe check on Twitter see who else is going to the event and arrange to meet them. It could be somebody you follow on Twitter and you've never met them, but I've, you know, using an event like Infosecurity Europe is, is, is a great play, great opportunity to meet somebody you follow on Twitter or on LinkedIn or on the other social, other social networks to say hello or to, 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 to actually meet in person. And uh, yeah, arrange coffees, beers or whatever, just to, to, to hang out and, and, and all. But the key thing is, Try and enjoy it. It's a great event. It's one of my favorites. So and I go to it, as I said, every year. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brian. And um, a couple of things I just want to pick up on what you said there was um, the startups. There is a real effort to highlight startups and new technology. So there's the startup zone. There's also mm -hmm. a U.S. pavilion. So you might bump into some U.S. companies that you won't necessarily get a chance to speak to otherwise. And um, regarding the networking and the beers, um, I've heard after show hours, there's a pub called The Fox, the famous Fox. It's the nearest pub to Excel. Um, yeah, so uh, once once you've completed your day at InfoSecurity, there's a, either a, a slimline tonic or a well-earned beer at the end of the day just <laughs> outside the event um, for you to continue your conversations yeah. um, with everyone. But yeah, enjoy it, um, plan it. But um, yeah, there's so much going on and there's something for everyone for sure. Thank you so much, Brian, for speaking with me, um, sharing your experience with the event as well, um, highlighting um, what to check out this year. And no doubt I will see you um, at InfoSec this year. Yes, hopefully so. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. So hopefully that's given everyone um, listening some food for thought and some great advice there from Brian Honan, who will be um, at the event. And as we said, he'll also be on the keynote stage. Um, thanks, James, for bringing your highlights and sharing your experience from last year's event as well. No worries. No worries. Really, really looking forward to, to this event, too. Great. Well, thank you, um, James, and obviously thanks to Brian for sharing his wisdom. Um, we hope to see many of our listeners, readers, um, and InfoSecurity Magazine members at the event. But um, that's it for this episode of the podcast, and I'll uh, close off by saying goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the InfoSecurity Magazine podcast. For in-depth interviews with the industry's leading experts, check out our sister podcast where we sit down with a cybersecurity expert to discuss the hottest topics of the day and their personal journey into cybersecurity. And of course, for more news, analysis and expert insight, head to the InfoSecurity Magazine website 
at infosecurity-magazine.com. <laughs>